If you have just moved a thousand miles from where you call home to a new country, then this podcast was made for you. Welcome to Settling Podcast, a 21st century immigrant's diary and your one-stop shop for all things becoming an immigrant. I'm Chisum Ezilu, your host and also an immigrant like yourself. Here we sit and have heartfelt conversations about our different journeys and what it takes to settle in this new place we call home. We talk about all things corporate, socializing, finding love, the challenges, and building beautiful relationships. I can't wait to sit down and merge our stories while laughing, crying, and celebrating our wins together. Now, let's dive in. Hi, settlers. Welcome again to another episode of Settling Podcast. And I have a very interesting guest today. We're going to get into very interesting conversations. Thank you for all the lessons that you've been giving the previous episodes. And I cannot wait to deep dive into the conversation for today and give you an opportunity to learn from our guest today. The guest we have today is Oge Chukunwibu. Oge has a bachelor's in nursing science from Nigeria and a diploma in children's nursing from Ireland. In addition to these two degrees, he's also registered as a general nurse and a midwife with the Nursing and Midwifery Council in Nigeria and in Ireland. And prior to settling in Ireland, he has worked in like several different roles, including serving as a volunteer nurse during the flood disaster in Niger Delta. Oge, um, Oge has some knowledge in health insurance management, but more interestingly, he went on to further his medical bank by deciding to specialize in neonatal care in clinical areas, which means that your babies are literally very safe in Oge's hands. In 2018, he was offered a job to work in an elderly home in Ireland. And after staying in this role for about three years, he has moved on to where his heart really lies, which is children and neonatal nursing. And at the moment, he provides home care to children with complex needs in Dublin communities. According to Oge, not me, if he wasn't a nurse and if he had the perfect eyesight, he would have probably become the greatest footballer of all times. Who am I to dispute, right? <laughs> but Oge also likes to cook and he also eats and he also likes to eat as well. That is very interesting. So you guys, welcome Oge to our Settling Podcast chair. Welcome Oge, how are you doing today? Thanks, Jason. That was a, a very interesting uh, introduction there. Uh, I, thought every, I thought everyone loved to eat as well, so just put no, it out there. <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't think so. I mean, well, I kind of think that people eat because they need to survive, at least for well, me. I don't know. For another podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thanks. Thank you so much, Jason. It's, uh, it's a pleasure being on your cast today. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So, okay, great. Before we get into the real conversations for today, you said you like to cook. So, what would be the favorite, your favorite thing that you like to cook? Hmm, interesting. What I like to cook versus what I can cook best. Those are two different questions. So okay. Okay. Give us what you like to cook and tell us what you cook best. Okay. 
I like stir fries a lot, so I do lots of like fried rice, noodle, they're easy, quick. Uh, I don't like cooking when I'm hungry, so <laughs> those are straight to the point. But uh, my specialty, as uh, confirmed by the best tester in the world, which is my wife, she <laughs> says it's my open salad. Open salad, that's a really nice one. Oh, grand, awesome. Okay, just background information, guys. Ofen salad is essentially white soup and is a Nigerian delicacy that, that can be eaten by itself or it can also be eaten with rice, any swallow, um, swallow here meaning pounded yam, eba, anything. And the special thing about ofen salad and why it is called white soup is that it doesn't is one of the few soups that you do not add palm oil to my my mom adds just a little bit but yes essentially often salad is not supposed to be cooked with palm oil oh awesome that's a really nice one okay perfect now that we know that side of you i think like we can then deep dive into the real conversation for today and get to know more about your settling journey in ireland okay here goes perfect. <laughs> so we've heard all your background and all your like degrees regarding nursing and stuff like that. Tell us, okay, why nursing? Why did you decide oh, to go for nursing? That is one of the best questions ever because I also ask myself as well. Like I've asked myself and I also ask other nurses I come across to the same question. So for my own uh story, it's the is the classic story of parents want you to become a medical doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. In my case, it was about medicine. Right from childhood, it was always about, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a doctor. I don't know what it was about at the point, but yeah, we gravitated towards that. The normal science student in Singapore. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, writing jam is uh, physics, chemistry, biology and stuff. Uh, so obviously you're going into the line. Applied for medicine in Several schools, Ibadan, I think UNN, mm -hmm. as, as usual, there was more competition than I could. Yeah. Stand, and uh, I ended up having to opt to get uh, for nursing in Emory State University, hoping that I would like move into medicine like you know if i make my grades and there's one or two people we can talk to you know like the idea was medicine so nursing i didn't even know there was a course like nursing in the university at the time i always yeah. thought it was like a hospital based study yeah you just go to like the whole you know what they call auxiliary nursing which uh, uh -huh. I think I should inform you it's a misnomer. There's nothing like auxiliary nursing. Okay, <laughs> thank you for it. Just be my, I'm just being my uh, a vanguard of my profession here. So, uh, when I got to know the uh, the options were medical laboratory science, uh -huh. nursing science, and uh, biochemistry. I normally, with all the knowledge, the vast knowledge I had that. 16 years of age, <laughs> I wanted to go for biochemistry because I knew what biology was and what chemistry yeah. was. So I was like, yeah. oh, biochemistry. And uh, a wiser person who had uh, many years of experience ahead of me said, no, go for nursing. It'll be easier to switch since they're like offering similar courses. Um, they're not in the same faculty, but like it's very, like very the closest to medicine in quote. So I was like, well, and I was a very obedient child. So I was like, 
I agree with whatever experience says, and I opted for nothing. And uh, here I am, but it wasn't a straightforward switch anyway, because the the idea was for me to get my grades up to a certain grade point average and you know, pass all the courses and blah, 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 blah. It turns out I got there and I was offered uh, the role of course representative for my mm-hmm. course in, yeah. in the first year. And if you know anything about being a course rep, you're, you're always busy. You're always it's busy. Like, it's like a job, <laughs> essentially. So Literally. I took, I took the job with no pay, believe it or not. I hear they used to cash out, but it wasn't. I don't know. Did why they? I, wasn't, I heard like the other classes oh, really? and sorting and stuff. I wasn't into all that stuff. So, yeah. So I never got the pay aspect of it. And uh, at the point, I had to research what I was into. Um, I've always been fond of research. I had to find out what, what what's this nursing like. The people who are here and they're not planning to switch to medicine. What's up with them? Like, what yeah. are they going to do when they finish? And luckily, when I went online, I saw like the prospects in nursing, like it's huge, both in Nigeria and outside. At the point, I was seeing more of, we need nurses in the USA, we need nurses in the UK, we need nurses in Australia. And I was like, okay, so that's what nurses do. Like they, they actually needed, that was the idea. I I thought about it, the stress of trying to make up the grades. I like I like to enjoy myself, yeah. So I am not. I know I can read and and all that, but I just don't want to stress myself. So I yeah. just decided like it's it's not a bad deal. So I I removed my foot from the pedal a bit. Don't tell my parents that because they thought <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was more of like a, it just I didn't happen. It didn't work, yeah. So I just lay low, focused on my life generally, and. Uh, I, I I think I've made the right choice because nursing for me is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I thought I wanted to be a doctor, but from what I'm seeing about medical practice, that's not me. I like the contact. I like the personal care. I like the advocacy. I like the, you know, being mm-hmm. there for the yeah. patient at the time. And, and that's part of the reason why I didn't thrive in the not so clinical areas. Like the the health from health insurance part in management, was, yeah. It, it was like I was working in a bank. I was like, I can imagine. Yeah. I can and imagine. There was too many vetting of money. Like, okay, are you sure you were sick? Like, and that was the role we're supposed to play, like to find out if these bills that they are sending us are legit. And I'm like, I'm not a forensic, whatever. Like, yeah. So, how did your parents feel when you? When like how did they feel or come to terms with the fact that okay my son is finally gonna be a nurse? How did he feel? Like African parents, was there a drama or something? The the I, I'd say it was silent drama because <laughs> uh, the one thing I can one thing I can I can recall like that was, that's noteworthy is at my first uh my first time of going home after I started. Mm-hmm. After being like confirmed, like it's not gonna work, I'm going to be a nurse. After that time, and I went home, the first thing my mom said was, uh, "How's that thing you're studying?" Oh my goodness! African mother response. Oh my god! The paychecks, the paychecks are they're not bad, you know. Like, 
Yeah, and she's like, "That's yeah, my so. that's my son. I'm so proud." Oh uh, yeah, she doesn't have a choice, does she? <laughs> Fair <laughs> point. Fair okay, re- yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I remember when it was time for me to actually choose like my career field as well. My dad was like, "Chichi, you'll be a good nurse. Like you'll be a good okay. nurse." And my mom was like, "No, never. Oh, Those nurses okay. are assistants. She she thinks that they're they're yeah, exactly. They're like, you'll be following. Well, you'll be saying yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir to it." <laughs> to be fair, to be fair to them, they had a different experience than us growing up. Therefore, that's true. One one of the things that might have uh, led to my mom making that statement was her absolute aversion to nurses because of treatment she received from nurses. Yeah, yeah. I know she mentioned one or two experiences in the past, and I'm like, I get it, but I'm not that kind of nurse. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So how would you say, like, your nursing career has shaped, like, your journey in Ireland and all of all that? How would you say that that okay. has happened? Uh, I'll say it's been really instrumental to mm-hmm. even coming to Ireland in the first place because yeah. I was offered the job when i was in nigeria that's amazing yeah i was actually looking out to study in the uk that was what i was into before then i hadn't sent an email abroad like so i had just been going on with a a scholarship application for the uk but somewhere along the line it kind of fell through like it didn't work out i didn't meet up with the admission criteria and stuff and stuff so I couldn't get the scholarship and that went away. So along the line, I just got a call from nowhere, like, uh, will I be able to attend like an interview, blah, blah, like and the job, like, I was like, where? They said, Republic of Ireland. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know anything about it. Like, I was like, oh okay. my God. And uh, that was, that was too, was it 20? Uh, the job offer came, I'd say, 2017 because I attend, I tried to the I wrote my first IELTS or my what I say my only IELTS yeah in 2016. So that was the beginning of the journey to try to go to the UK and uh, down the line uh, I was called in 2017 ish. Then because the process took a while, like at some point I thought it was never gonna happen. There was a lot of uh, drama along the way. So uh, finally I left in 2018. So it was because I was a nurse with some years of experience. Those were the things they were looking out for. Uh, they needed people with at least two years experience and uh, the qualifications and stuff like that. So that was the role nursing played in me coming over here. And basically that's that's my identity now. I'm the nurse. Yeah, so, you know. I mean, imagine if he eventually went for like being a medical doctor, like who knows where, would have, where that would have taken you. But here is nursing, like literally shaping your life. And, uh, you know, I, I like to play the devil's advocate too. So okay. I, I, I would say if I was a doctor, I would have been the best doctor ever. <laughs> I say that a lot, don't I? So, yeah. No, I, I like it. It's, have, it's good. It's good. Where I have to be. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, whatever, yeah. Whatever I did, if I was a baller, but don't do whatever it is, you'll be the best at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can imagine how your mom felt when she realized that okay, her her son is finally this thing that she did not know the name in quote uh, is yeah. finally taking him to somewhere where okay. um 
live my attitude. <laughs> it would be great to hear what her perspective would be. Absolutely. Oh my god. I don't even know personally. I don't know. So we'd like to hear from her too. I'll start my own podcast. Then. Uh, it would be nice. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. I know you've talked about um, one of the conversations that we had prior to this call is your accommodation woes and your accommodation story. Let's get into that. Do you want to? elaborate on your accommodation experiences in Ireland for us and just give us some insights as to what has happened for you, what has happened along the way since you came into Ireland and your settling journey as a whole. Okay, uh, absolutely. I'll, I'll get into that right away. Uh, firstly, coming into Ireland, I had no idea that there was a housing crisis. Mm-hmm. So what from information I have at the moment, it has been going on for quite some time, although in recent years it's escalated and gotten worse, but it's been there, like in lurking in the shadows. Because from what I heard, it's like there was a boom in uh, immigration in say the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. And there hasn't been a commensurate increase in real estate development. So that that's where the lag is, especially around the capital, Dublin and environs. Yeah. So there's the exponential increase in population, and there's not a, a, a similar increase. Like it's not the houses. housing. So that's where the backlog is. But from what I heard, there was a chance for the country to increase its capacity when the population boom was about to start. I don't know how long ago, say a couple of decades ago, but because of economic uh, downturn, I think in the 90s, early 2000s, there was like the whole uh, uh, crash, crash, uh, the crash in the economy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it seems everyone just laid low and they were like, no, I'm not going to delve into businesses. Like, I just need to save money. I'm not going to develop anything. And at the time, there was still migration going on. So uh on on a personal note coming into ireland before i came in i was even offered like a temporary accommodation at the time i know it was temporary but now like i mean right now i know it was temporary but before coming in it was was a bit ambiguous yeah they didn't state clearly like i'll be required to leave in under three months three months yeah like and and again, coming from Nigeria, you'd expect like once you have the cash, you'd have to yeah get a place yeah. So uh, then when I arrived, I had a, a room in a house, which was also strange to me because I was used to living alone. Like I know that 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 has to be one of the biggest culture yeah. shocks that we face so, whenever yeah. we come. Like yeah. honestly, yeah, it's it was it wasn't too bad for me because I was like ready to adapt. I knew it was yeah. strange environment i knew i had to learn something so i was like well it's not too bad like i have a room to myself and uh while sharing the the house with a fellow nigerian so that made it like easier much easier to, yeah so it wasn't too otherworldly for me so at the time i did not know i was going to be asked to leave and uh, on such short notice, because they were actually taking out the pay for the room from my pay at the time. So I just felt it was convenient. Like, you gave me a job, you gave me a house. So 
I'm, as long as I'm working for you, I'm assured of where to stay. I don't need to start looking. Uh, so down the line, I came in in September. Sometime in November, I was told I would leave to leave in a few days. And I was like, sorry, I, maybe I didn't get you right by my employer. And I was like, sorry, I don't, I didn't know I was supposed to leave. They're like, that's not their business. And I was like, hey, 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 hold up, what's going on here? Like, I thought I was like a star that they invited, like, you know, now you're telling me I have to leave, that there are new people coming in and that's like a halfway house for uh, everyone that comes into, in. the, into the country. And they didn't make it explicitly clear in my invitation. So I was like, yeesh, this is going to be hard. So the guy I was staying with, he had been there like months before me. So I think he had an idea and he had started looking. So within a short while, he left. and I was alone in the house for a few days. It was like hell because I kept having to shut. I was just new relatively. I didn't know my way around so much. I had to be looking for a house and at the same time be going to work. Like I was still attending training. Yeah. So it was like a lot for me at the time. And the attitude from the employers weren't was not encouraging. Yeah, they were like I, I know I asked one of the bosses at work one day, like uh she said I'm supposed to move out by say Monday and it was a, a Wednesday. Oh my so, goodness. Like, I was like, How am I going to do that? Like I don't know how to do it. So like you can go to a hotel or whatever. And I knew hotels were expensive. Of course, hotels like, are expensive. For how long? Yeah. So, like, she doesn't, like, if, you know, just like a sarcastic suggestion, like, if I could move into, like, a castle or whatever, like, that's my business. I was like, it's expensive. So, like, yes, that's her son who, who lives in France pays so, 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 like, thousands for a month. And I was like, that information was not was not necessary. Like, not... I need your help. You get it. So when I saw the cold treatment, I knew, yeah, you're on your own on this. So I started scouting, looking around. Uh, okay. Essentially, I was using the online platform Daft.ie, which everyone should know about by now. Yeah. Um, I used Daft. I was searching. Obviously, I was searching within a certain range for my pocket and my location for work as well i always had the idea that it would be beautiful to live near where i work so i could also walk to work if i needed to or just yeah. a short commute so that, those were the criteria and i was not lucky to find anything within what i wanted so i had to spread my radius a bit more to catch something along at the end of the day it was like a desperate move I had to move into a five room, a five bedroom house where you shared almost everything with everyone. I was like, no, but it was like I just needed to leave for my mental health because I just didn't feel welcome in the other place. Uh, the day I moved in was the day I found the house. Like they were giving me an option of waiting for maybe a week or so so I'll get the the person to come in and maybe clean it up. I was like, no, whatever it's like, I need a place right now. So I remember having to move all the way to run, run uh, part of the way to pay the money because the office in Tala for the agents who were uh, marketing the house or whatever closed at five. And I was using my maps to try to find my way to Tala all the way from uh, 
where was I then? Yes, from Singlas. Like mm. if you can check the distance, yeah. like it's that's quite a distance. And I've never been I had never been past city center at that point. Like oh my like, goodness. So I was it was like a whole journey for me. And I I wasn't used to the bus systems. I wasn't used to anything. Yeah. At some point, I was looking at my time. It was like quarter to five. And I was like, no, I have to reach there. So I had to run literally to the office. Like when I got there, I was panting. They were like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I wanted to get here before you close at five. They were like, it doesn't really matter. Like even if you came in a bit, a few minutes later, I was like, why didn't you tell me that? Like, <laughs> so essentially I paid and I moved in that night. Yeah. That night. Mm-hmm. The room was not cleaned. I had to clean it myself. I had to, like I just needed a space where I would feel like I I was welcome at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's important. Yeah. I don't know if this matters, but at the end of the day I found out that the room the house was occupied by four other guys and they were all from like the Middle East. And I wasn't used to their culture. I wasn't used to anything. So the day I met them, yeah, when I met them the first time, you know, the whole thing about uh, halal and stuff, like there are certain stuff you can't cook in the kitchen with their I've had that before. Yeah, I have the utensils, with yeah. stuff like that. Like pork or something. No, no. Pork, exactly. That's yeah. like uh, taboo. So I was like... Whatever you guys tell me to do, if you tell me not to even cook in the kitchen, I don't mind. I just needed a space to be. Oh my God. And get my bearings. Yeah. It turned out like they were actually very nice guys. Like, apart from the odd, uh, maybe request or so, but it was actually good. But for my. Okay, at this time, I think I need to point out at this point that uh, I was mm-hmm. in a long distance relationship with my wife. At the I, I so, was going to get yeah, into well, that yeah, part. It's, it's important because it's part of the housing story. Oh yeah. my goodness. Okay, it, let's it hear it. It wouldn't come in if I was in a country like Nigeria because you could you could move into your one bedroom self-con with your whole family if you wanted to, but that's not the case in Ireland. Like There are rules to occupying uh, property here. So the contract I had with the landlord for the apartment I moved into with the other guys was that uh, it was a one-person occupancy for the room. So you couldn't have someone else stay with you there. And I was like, okay, since uh, my wife at the time was still dating, so I needed to, I just, I was just uh, filling her in on my progress and everything. So at the time, it wasn't required that I get a bigger place. Yeah. Besides, it was cheap enough for me to afford it and stuff. So uh, getting a bigger place would have meant me spending more money that I didn't need to spend at the time. At the time, yeah. Coming over yet. I couldn't apply at the time for her to come mm-hmm. over. I think I needed to mm-hmm. stay at least two years before I could apply. So um, uh, long story short, uh, when I needed to apply for her visa after we had gotten married i reached out to the landlord of that room of the house rather where i had the room and i asked if i could apply with that address for her to come and he was like no <laughs> like a blatant no and i was like okay i get it it's it was stated in the tenancy distance so i can't argue but i thought there would be some leniency like yeah, because he had known you and stuff like that. 
Well, yeah, I don't I don't know if you knew me like that, but I've always kept my side of the rent. I never owned exactly. That's the most that he needs a, to know. I was a good tenant, yeah. Yeah. So I just tried my luck, and uh, it turns out he said no, and I was like, okay, I need to start looking for a house. Then the, at that point, this was two. How how long did you stay in that house? Yes, I was there from 2018 till 2021. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So that was at that time I had worked for some time. I was I was able to apply for my wife's visa. Yeah. Uh, and what else? I had just gotten the um the admission for my diploma in children's nursing. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's the timeline, yeah. So at the time I I started looking. So what I was looking for was an apartment that can occupy two people. At mm-hmm. the and uh, I wouldn't have to share anything. More like I didn't want to move from a shared accommodation to another. So another shared, shared accommodation. That makes sense. That's good. So and uh, it uh, turns out that the only one that fits the description, like with my criteria, price, location, amenities like what i was looking for turned out to be where i am currently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it came with a caveat as well okay i Which think was... Landers, they, they're all lawyers or something <laughs> it was that we can't have a child here are you for real okay yes. describe describe this what's what are they giving you how much are you paying okay i don't know where i am i'm paying one thousand two hundred, and it's mm-hmm. a studio. So it's, it's studio. Like, yes, that's the thing. So okay. it's, and I, I think we started off at one thousand one hundred, but it's over the it's increased over time. Increased, yeah. So it's now one thousand two hundred. So the idea is, it wasn't built as part of the house. Yeah. So it was it like was... an extension. Good. So I think part of the reason why they don't want to take the responsibility of a child being in here is we had very serious issues with insulation and heat. So I think if the government knew about it, like they could be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the the idea because we had to spend a lot of money on heating up the place. In fact they had to come and renovate the walls. It was that bad. Like was really really it was really cool conducive and there was issues with mold and walls and stuff like that. there was there was a whole lot so i think that's part of the reason from a health perspective why they kind of put in the caveat like no children yeah okay time, that it makes wasn't sense. a problem because there was no wife so <laughs> um uh fast forward to early this year in fact, before early this year, when we had already started the process and made the application, waiting for a response, uh, I'd say I started looking again. I wanted to start early enough, but I didn't want to move to a place where I'd start paying more when yeah, she wasn't here. When she like, wasn't I just here, to coincide with maybe the time. So at the point, I was just like browsing. I wasn't looking too hard. Now I think I regret it because I don't mind. I, I, I wish I had been paying more at the time to have secured the place because right now the competition is crazy. Insane. Yeah. So 
Uh, I started my search from say late last year, officially, like when I was like really late last year. Yeah, this is 2023. So like 2022, mm-hmm. November, let me say September, October, November. Okay. Because that was when we were getting some uh, clarity on whether the visa was going to be approved. Or yeah, so okay. We're really hopeful that it was going to be. So since then, I, I can't count how many applications for accommodation I've made on DAFT, on rent, on Rentola, on my room. I all the sites. I haven't even heard of Rentola before. Okay. Become a consultant. There was no site I wasn't on. Like I even paid sometimes to like have like uh, people look for and give me yeah email and stuff. Like none of them worked. None well, whatsoever. What would you say was the challenge exactly? Like any idea well, what the challenge was? I, I'll only say it from my own perspective. I think yeah. the sheer number of people who were looking for similar accommodation was enormous, was astronomical. Like everyone was looking for almost the same thing I was looking for, which is affordable, comfortable, within means of commuting, like transport-wise. And uh, yeah, basically those are the main things. But the affordability was a big issue. Was the biggest one. The few places where I actually got a response to view were overcrowded with viewers. So the chances that I would be the one to get it were slim. (laughs) Usually affordability. Usually affordability and doubling. I'm not sure you're supposed to be in the same sentence, to be honest. That's relatively... When I say affordable, I meant relatively, like what I can afford with my salary. Because I, I, there was no point going for a house where I would just take my hundred percent to my landlord. So hundred percent, it had to be within uh, budget, certain budget. So that and the fact that uh, I wasn't earning, or I am not earning all that. Uh, like you know, you, I don't know if you know how IT guys are seen in the. <laughs> We hear that they are earning so much. So everybody wants to now become an IT specialist. <laughs> so we're not there yet. Maybe nothing one day will become like that. When when AI steals all their jobs, I'm praying you, for that. The, <laughs> the only people that AI is going to steal their jobs are the ones that yeah. refuse to upgrade. But if people don't upgrade, worry. I'm sure they're... I've forgotten that AI can upgrade itself too. Well, all of us will be upgrading together and be fighting. Well, yeah, I'll be here waiting when you people finish. Anybody will win. We'll just follow so maybe, yeah, that makes sense. That's actually a very valid point. Yeah, nursing yeah. confirms it's a human aspect that I don't think exactly. AI can ever so take, take it's, over. Even if they do, they can't do it as good as us. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Cheers so, yeah. to you. Yeah, so going back to the struggle in the market for accommodation. So at the point where they were getting too many people were uh, vying mm-hmm. for the same places, I had to look back and ask myself, like, why am I not one of those that are getting it? Right? Mm-hmm. So along the line, someone mentioned to me, like, why not try changing your name or something like that? I cannot believe it. Yeah, yeah. It's sad, but it's true. Uh, the day I tried it, I used my nickname, which is Dexter, 
as my name on the application. I change the email address I use from this egotic name of mine to a more funky, you know, yeah, Dexter, blah blah. Like it was, yeah. So sadly, I got a hit like almost immediately, like in hours, I got a, an email back to chat with dexter oh my god like, it yeah, really does sound funky yeah yeah it does so it doesn't sound like somebody whose uh, ancestors were <laughs> farming with uh, holes and sticks but yeah, that is so. as funny as that sounds i think that that's also very pathetic too though yes it's sad. Just, it is it is. is so um i wasn't flustered at the time uh until it happened again apparently there was a pattern to it so uh but i still didn't get the places it was that bad so uh i don't know i don't know how to it's it's a long process like every day you're applying at the point i had to subscribe for to be getting the emails immediately at the houses within my search criteria came up so I, at that point i was like okay maybe it's because i'm not among the first set of people to send an email you get so maybe they are, if they read one or two or three and they see what they're looking yeah. for they leave the rest at the point where i was getting the alerts i can't count how many applications i sent where i was the first to view like it's literally reading zero views like once the ad comes online I get the an alert and i i send my like i don't even read the details about the house i just go straight to the email I already have my template in my clip clipboard. Yeah. I fill in the details and send. And I check and it's still zero views. Then a few minutes later I check it's like 100, 200. So meaning people actually saw it. Mm -hmm. No replies. Hmm. Like if you want evidence, I have the emails. I never delete them. So they're there. Hmm. Like I I felt really bad about it. So I'm I'm wondering like why would they see the first email literally and skip it? Do you get the point? And yeah, like, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense why anyone would do that. Like at least send me because I'm yeah, not in my in my bio. It doesn't state that I'm a poor person. Yeah, that I can't afford because it's actually what I can afford. Yes, applying for. I never got the chance. And those houses will be out of the ad at some point, meaning someone did get them. So I'm wondering, like, what's the story? Like, why? Would what's that happening? Happen? Good. Uh, uh, I think I should be rounding up at this point <laughs> because it's it's the same story over and over and over again. How Until, long did this go on for? How long did this go on for? Uh, it's been on for almost a year now. Almost a year. Yeah, because I know people who started looking. They came into this country after my wife had come in in February and they found a place. But to be fair, not everyone is looking for the same thing. Some yeah. people are looking what, for what shared you, accommodation. What were you looking for? What were you looking for? for a a one like... or two-bed apartment or a house or whatever, but one or two, not a studio, mm -hmm. not shared. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's that a big that's reasonable. I think that seems reasonable. How much were you how much were you willing Good. to sell for my it? Budget, 
my budget since I was already paying up to one thousand two hundred, so I uh-huh. upped it up to like one thousand five, one thousand six hundred. One thousand five hundred, maybe for a one bed, yes, for a two yes, bed. But obviously, no, I understand. But like, I was essentially looking for a one bed. There were two beds that came out for that amount, but did I get them? No. No. So That's there tough. were studios that there are still studios that go for one thousand eight hundred. I wasn't applying for those ones. So, like mm. I said, everyone is looking for yeah for a different thing. For. Yeah, uh, there are people who came in looking for a four or five bed because they had family, and everyone was working. So I don't think you ask for so much. To be honest, like I'm not sure why he has. I don't think you ask for so much. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Well, this have gone on for a year. It seems very difficult to understand. I understand that too. So, um, the point I wanted to add is that it was so serious, I had to include it in my conditions for looking for another job. In fact, I started considering leaving Dublin altogether because of this. It sounded like it was better elsewhere. And thankfully, as a nurse, I don't need to search too far to find employment. Like There's loads of jobs for nurses everywhere, especially with people with my skill set. So it was like uh, I was applying, but my problem was I was really being specific about neonatal care. If it was just general nursing, I think I would have moved a long time ago, but I needed one uh, to be in the neonatal area to for a place that had fair priced accommodation. And uh, what else? I think those were the main things. So when one of the job offer um, job applications I made, when they reached out to me, I actually specified that I was looking to leave Dublin because of the housing stuff. So uh, they're actually my current employers now. So during the interview, they were like, like they really, really need my experience, especially my experience from back home, which counted. And uh, so they were like, please, like if it means we would help you to get a house. I was like, whoa, like seriously, okay. this is the first time I'm here. Finally, like, a light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I hope so, <laughs> because uh, what happened was I hadn't even gotten the job and I got like an email from um, uh, like an agent for a house. I was still in my previous job when I got the email for the house. I hadn't even completed my uh like the process for going into the new job yeah where someone was already contacting me about a house and it was really expensive like 1800 and almost 1900 and i was like wait 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 this is not what i discussed with you guys like calm down it looked like a scam and i had been through enough house hunting to know a scam when i see one so i was like no the idea was will you guys be able to in fact i had to negotiate the pay with them to to meet up with the housing needs because they offered like okay this they asked me what my budget was and when i said one thousand further like maybe in dublin it might not find me what i'm looking for and i said i agree that's why i want to leave dublin and they're like okay since we have the job here in dublin don't don't panic don't panic we know you want to leave but stay with us here yeah Uh, we can facilitate that so we don't mind bumping up your pay a bit to account for that and I was like yeah two thumbs up like lovely more money even mm-hmm. if the more money is going to my land yeah <laughs> we're not complaining right so 
Um, it turns out that I was very skeptical about that offer. One, I hadn't even been paid the new so-called new amount. Uh, so, and they were like, do this quickly now, you know, pay now immediately, make sure you pay. And I was like, no, calm down. Like, if you are not, if you want me to pay, meet the people that are giving me the job and they're like, we don't do it like that and stuff. So in my mind, I was like, even the job might be a scam because I can't leave the one I'm holding. For yeah. One I had gotten. So I was like, you guys should go until I start the job and get my first paycheck and see what it is. Because it mean I, I knew that there were some discrepancies between jobs when it comes to pay because some jobs will say it's gross, some will say it's hourly. So even after I had negotiated with them for a certain amount, I still wasn't convinced that it was going to meet my needs in terms of the housing because you could be going up in one area, then going down in another and yes. end up canceling itself. So I didn't want to fall into that trap. I had known about that before. So uh, it turns out that that was exactly what was happening. It was. It was just almost the same amount I was getting from my former job. So if I had taken that house, I'd be worse off for it. It was a better. It was actually a very nice, you know, very very classy, beautiful new building. Um, but no, I couldn't afford it, so I wasn't going to take it. Uh, so I eventually moved to the new job to see the pay, and I found out like it was. It wasn't too bad, but it wasn't like all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what the, it at first on paper it sounded like I'm gonna be swimming in money. But when tax comes, that, yeah, not just tax. The hourly rates for the two uh, are not the same. The other benefits I was getting from the other one, I wasn't getting them here. Like it was a mix and match situation. Like it just didn't add up. It turned out yeah. to be a little, like just a smidge above what I was getting before. But it's not worth. Nothing before. significant to have. Yeah. So because of that, we found ourselves in a kind of a conundrum, like, now I'm working for you, you know I had the house issue before you got me, I wasn't able to get the house, the money is not what I thought it was, like, so I was still applying for other jobs, like, to leave Dublin. In fact, I had one offer which would have been perfect for me, and the pay sounded legitimately, like, better, like, it was a win-win, like, better job away from Dublin, more benefits, like, I... I looked at it through a microscope mm -hmm. to be sure. The only <laughs> problem is I was still with these guys and they wouldn't let me go just like that. Like I had to either give them notice or something, something. So I couldn't combine the two jobs essentially. If I could, I would have started with the other guys and maybe moved over. But because of the location, it was impossible. So it was I, impossible. Had let, I had to let that go. The main reason is that they were still the new my current employers were still in the process of helping me with the housing issue if you get the point like mm -hmm. they, yeah they were still sending me emails like yeah okay, or if i find somewhere i can tell them that my my bosses are willing to pay directly from my account like so that the landlords will be assured that i won't owe them or whatever like whatever they could do so i, I understand i took that in good faith so i didn't want to just up and leave yeah that makes sense yeah yeah so one thing led to another and as recently as yesterday i now have assurance that, that i'll be moving into somewhere else very soon 
that works for you that works perfectly for me the oh my god really, i think uh, at the end of the day that's yeah. the most important after one whole year after one whole this, no, this is almost the end of november I think oh I my god i can't before november last year so it's been a, a rough ride for me really congratulations uh, well, I'll take that, but like I said, it's not all uh, clear skies yet because until I move in. Until you move in. Yeah, until you move yeah. in. I haven't even paid like the deposit or stuff because the house is still occupied at the moment. So I'm just waiting on the current occupant to leave. And interestingly, it's one of the uh, staff of my employers who's occupying the place now. Okay, so, like, so... I knew she was leaving the place. So I'm like, yeah, they know somebody who desperately needs a place. So can you? Yeah, and it worked out that way. I'm so, happy. I'm happy about that. I am uh, actually really happy about you. that because after all of all these challenges, uh, it would have been sad to end on a sad note, wouldn't it? Oh, it would. It would have been. No, I'm actually so happy about it. Um, yes, yes. how did you? How were you now able to manage your long distance relationship and marriage? Oh, all of okay, all this. That's, that's in, that's important too. Uh, I'd say on my own part, it was about the the link between both of us, like what we had in common, mm-hmm. which was the need to communicate. Like it was mutual, so that in itself provided the energy to keep it going. Like yeah, I literally that's I had no life in Ireland for the first three years like i didn't have like friends i was hanging out with i didn't have like a social life i only knew places based on like what i saw online so it was mostly from work to whatsapp to work (laughs) to whatsapp like i didn't do i wasn't in ireland that's what i used to say at the time i was not in ireland i was just here present in body and i ended up traveling home at least five times in four years five times that's a lot yeah like i was yeah sometimes i joke about it like if i had saved all that money maybe by now i've had a house of my own here (laughs) i wouldn't have a relationship so yeah so it was important i think that also played a role in the visa being approved yeah pictures of not just like there was evidence of the relationship yeah over the years yeah like an rng kind of thing yeah that was very very uh instrumental towards us being together now and like we've paid our dues now so now we can we can do if we want to like yeah yeah 100 (laughs) percent. how long did it take before your like after you made the application for your wife how long did it take before it was finally approved and before she finally moved here Yes, for this one, we it, it kind of fell within the six months, seven months range. Okay, like, that's not too bad. Yeah, because we're thinking one year at some point. I think. Yeah, that's what usually the rumor that I hear. Yeah, one year. Yeah. But I think they facilitated it to be quicker now. Like, there's a lot of positive uh, responses recently, mm-hmm. especially for joining family visa. I don't know about the other. Uh, so she did not come as an, a student or anything of that sort? No, no, she no, came no. as your spouse? She came as my, yeah, I'm her sponsor. Yes, and she's my spouse. So. Ah, that's actually perfect. That's actually perfect. I really like how you said that, like, both of you really wanted to communicate. Like, you communicated oh. throughout the time that like, you guys were, like, apart because, like, 
yeah. I think that is relationships on a normal day. They are hard. You cannot talk of like long distance relationships where you have to. So that's like very pivotal to yeah. all of all that. Um, um, besides like the during the time when like you guys were part, did she visit or it was just mostly you visiting? Oh, it was just me going. It was just you visiting. Obviously, like for her to come, it would take a lot. Yeah. More than for yeah. Me to go and come back, so that was how it worked. Yeah. So I had to, uh, I had to go. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's nice. I really like that. Like, finally, you guys are together. You have your house. Like, you have the career that you want. Everything is beginning yeah. to... The puzzle yeah. is beginning to come together. I think there's just one little piece of the puzzle left. Like, just oh. maybe for the Irish lottery, you know? Like, a few minutes. Oh, God. Uh, if, yeah. if any of us could win it, like, what... <laughs> I know, I know that uh, that might be I the know. piece. I'm actually waiting for that piece. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, it could be you. Remember, that's the that's the motto. It could be you. Never know, <laughs> you never know. But I I miss all of all these challenges that you're having that you were having. And how were you able to like balance like work life literally everything? I know you said you didn't have like a social life and stuff. But how were you able to stay sane in all of it? Like, what kept you going? Oh, yeah. Important, staying sane. We're just working on the assumption that I was sane. Oh, fair point, actually. Well, fair I point. am now. I am now, but it wasn't an easy journey. So, because I'm sure um, it was really hard. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, it was. It's still hard, but, you know, that's life. Yeah. Life is hard. So I'd say on my own part, what helped me personally was understanding myself first mm-hmm. and uh, keeping my expectations realistic like i was you know the whole hope for the best but expect the worst kind of thing yeah, yeah if yeah. i had been too hopeful that everything would work out perfectly like the dream of if you move abroad like your life has changed like i wasn't that deluded so i knew it was going to take time it was going to take effort it was going to take mistakes it was going to take some some things not working out at all and uh, but like i said once there's life there's hope so so that's what i and having the support of someone that like you care about helps us as well sharing but not sharing with just anybody yeah on that front i was a bit fortunate to mm-hmm. have someone who I could blow off the steam. Yeah, the steam, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the, the issues are many. Are you talking of the racism, the subtle racism? Are you talking of the cold? The cold! That's a, that's, that's a factor nobody even talks about. Like, coming from the tropics to this temperature yeah. region, it's, it's, it's a whole other thing. So uh that was one of it what else like the food the difficulty in finding what we like and i told you i love to eat like yeah um, half of my money was going into getting nigerian food and you know how expensive that can be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh it's the black tax the distance like there's so many areas there's so many things as in things can go wrong but at the middle of it is just Taking a deep breath and saying that we move on like every day, one day at a time, and uh, not pull, not putting too much on your plate at a time. I think that helps as well. Yeah, yeah. It helped me anyway. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pick 
pick on what you said, the support from family. Let's talk about that just a little bit. How was that for you? Like, I know that um, like migrating from one country to another can be strenuous to family members. It can affect relationships. It can grow relationships. But yeah. how would what would be your own perspective on that? Like people talk about how the black tax that comes with when you leave your home yeah. to another country. But I don't. I feel like we don't talk about every other aspect of the challenge, other challenges that comes with it. What do you th- okay. What do you have to say on that? Uh, I'll have to say that it's actually very individualistic because the relationships we have with our families are not uh, stereotypical. True. Like, very true. They're, they're as diverse as the relationships can be between maybe uh, spouses or lovers or something so yeah it's one of those things that my experience may not be exactly the same as someone else's mm-hmm. on the on a general note there is some effect it does have for example for me where i was already living away from home so most of the communication was like by phone by text you know that kind of thing so in that aspect it didn't change too much but in terms of responsibility, I think I've been able to do a lot more from here than when I was living in Nigeria away mm-hmm. from my immediate family. So on that note, it's better. Although communication-wise, it's, there's a little more distance, even if the distance is virtual, but it's there. Yeah. More like back back then, I could be called like uh, you need to go to so 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 uncle's place and do one or two things or can you quickly run to the village because I was living closer to our hometown than my family was so uh, just is the small things is the little things like right now uh, okay also that's a lot changed when I got married too so it's a double yeah if you you know what I mean like the the perception they had of me before I married which I can't understand like I don't get why it should change so what does marriage do to you does it change your DNA or does it increase the your brain capacity I think people feel like like maybe they think that you need space when you get married or something like that's how I feel I wish they would give me the space when I need it, not when I'm married. Like, but... <laughs> so that's people for you. So I'd say on that note, uh, it's just been a bit more, well, I say it's now more civil than personal. Uh... If it makes any sense. Yeah, it doesn't it does. mean like we're not getting along, but it wasn't too like lovey-dovey before then like you know the classic african family like just do your role and play your part and you're good be a good boy be a good girl don't remember the family you came from (laughs) so all that has been in play and uh, i'd say generally it's not too bad it's okay i'd say it's helping because i can do more now which is huge in our culture (laughs) if i wasn't able to do i'll be suffering more yes so that's the thing yeah that's, that's how it 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 um it's influenced stuff yeah absolutely i'm thinking about um what you think about your journey like in now in hindsight like 
from the point you came in up until now, what would you say your biggest lesson is? Well, my biggest lesson would have would be to to take things easy. Mm-hmm. It can be quite um really really busy when you think about it. Here, time is of more essence than back home. No wonder we have something called African time. I know. Here, time Let's not even get into that conversation. <laughs> so time is just time here. Like everything yeah. is back home. You, I wouldn't be the one apologizing to you for invading into my space or something. So, uh, so it's about taking time to plan things. I think that's important. So you don't make a mistake. I have to go back. So patience is important. We are very coming from where we are coming from. We are used to hustle and bustle. Like just hey, everybody, everybody mm. do you can do. Oh my but God. If we, if we did less doing, more thinking we will do more i don't know if that makes sense it makes sense it makes yeah. sense good so if we did less of just action and actually put more thought and planning excuse me into the action i think we'll achieve more i that's i agree with you that's all i say from my own point of view because it has helped me even when things are looking bleak and like there's no hope i just tell myself that i know down the line the common factor and the common ingredient to everything is time. It's time. Well, hundred percent. Thank you so much for that. Like lesson. Take it easy. Be patient. Take your time, and everything will work out eventually. My last yep. and final question would be: um, What has been your proudest moment in your settling journey so far? Mm, proudest moment. Proudest moment. Uh, uh, I'll just give you what the most likely suspect would be, which is obtaining my diploma in children's nursing. Uh, yeah, for me, it's special because I've always been passionate about children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so adding that feather to my cap is, and again, it's also helped my career because it's one of my qualifications as well. So definitely it plays a role. So obtaining the, the the diploma was not easy i i equate it with a master's degree because that's essentially what i did like it may not be a master's on paper but to me it is a master's because it's it was grueling there were people who dropped out they couldn't oh. make it to the end like it's very it was really tough and just coming off the end of covid at the time it was harder because a lot of changes in the curriculum in the way things were being done and stuff like that so and i was working as well at the same time but for me it's special because i can proudly introduce myself as a children's nurse like i can't I won't, in nigeria then even when i was working in units i was like i'm a nurse and people are like are you a pediatric nurse and i'm like not yet as in not yet but i'm already doing what pediatric nurses are doing even more than they are so it was just that recognition for me. Yeah. That's it. It's a bit of vanity because... It, it's not. It's, title, I, I, no. I disagree. The, no, the title doesn't matter as much as the drive for me. But it's just there. Like, when you make yeah. a proud moment, I was like, yeah, that could be it. Uh, that's, yeah, that's so a, that's, I think that's, that's a really it. nice one. 
Thank you so much for your time. I think this brings us to the end of my conversation with Oge. I particularly enjoyed like hearing your accommodation challenges um, and everything that you face. I think it's just really inspiring how you were resilient throughout the whole process. And I'm also happy to hear that you have also found the house that works for yourself and your wife now. So thank you. thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Hopefully people are learning from this and hope um, if anyone needs any advice on accommodation at this point, I feel like you'll be the best fit for it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ogi. Thank you for your time. You I so really much, do appreciate Tisha. it. It's thank been you. my pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Okay, we've come to the end of another episode of Settling Podcast. And you guys know what I always say. Stay fabulous, keep safe, and stay and keep listening to Settling Podcast. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You've left me grinning hard at this point. If this podcast resonated with you, Ensure to share, subscribe, and definitely give us a shout on Instagram at settling underscore podcasts. If you would like to share your own story or nominate your favorite immigrants, reach out to us via our email in the show notes below. But in the meantime, keep staying fabulous till we meet again in the next episode.